Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Shaka Hislop. We'll kick things off in the Carabao Cup. At Stamford Bridge, Chelsea taking on Newcastle. The Newcastle would open the scoring early on after just a series of comical errors from the Chelsea defence. Newcastle then would hold the lead for a long time. And then a mistake from Trippier at the back post would see substitute Mudrick pounce to make it 1-1. That would take it to penalties. Chelsea converted all of theirs. Trippier would miss for Newcastle and then Ritchie, meaning that Chelsea are through to the semi-finals. Newcastle are out. Well, a big game like that means a lot of people. Well, that's exactly what we've got. Take a look at this. Ian Dark is with us, as is Frank LaBeouf. But let's go pitch side uh, to Nader Manua at Stamford Bridge. Nader, it looked for the moment, well, for a lot of the game, that Chelsea were going to blow this. I think yes and no, to be honest, Dan. I think as far as the flow of the game goes, that second half, Newcastle very much on the back foot. I think they ended up having one shot in that second half. Chelsea were probing, they were trying to move the ball, they were making positive changes. There's a huge buzz in here as well when Nkunku came on. And I think they did have that element of belief. And obviously it comes down to a mistake, unfortunately, with Kieran Trippier. But the side was believing and, you know, it felt like the crowd was sticking with them. The players, they, they kept pushing, they kept pushing. The manager on the side stayed patient. I suppose you've got to keep going. It's not over until that final whistle sounds. And in the end, I think I would say they deserved that game. That, that win rather and I know it went down to penalties and you know it's the look at the draw look at penalties and all that stuff but I think today overall they were the better side and to see them in the next round I think it's fully deserved uh, we've seen this haven't we from Newcastle a bit over the last few weeks they just get evidently tired as the game goes on I think they're struggling to play any other way against so-called better sides at the moment particularly on the road we saw it at Tottenham who are a better side than Chelsea at the moment there's no doubt about that and it was no surprise Chelsea were in the ascendancy in terms of possession. A few huffing and puffing in the second half, but it really, if we're being honest, they're in this semi-final because one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League, and he is, uh, but he's having a bad time, Kieran Trippi. Made a hurt, probably as bad an error he's going to make all season. And that's the difference. He, he sw- he's almost second-guessing himself at the moment. All the things that Trippier just does naturally and has been doing naturally for years, he's, I think he's now, it's in his mind, he knows he's gone through a bad period and instead of just knocking it out for a corner and taking your medicine and you know getting everybody back in, and, and regrouping, he tries to be, I think, just a little bit too clever here and he's paid the ultimate price and, and credit to Modric for uh, getting on the end of it, picking up the scraps. We talked about his end product, which has been poor and, and that should help him, but but yeah, Chelsea go into the semi-final, but nothing convincing for me still about the performance. Bearing in mind who they're playing against, how tired and on the last legs Newcastle are with, with, with the games they've played, with the injuries, with Europe, which Chelsea don't have. Uh, but you have to latch on to mistakes, and Newcastle's big one is they just did not see this game out. And, and that was the difference. If they had a little bit more game awareness, they would have been playing a semi-final. From a tactical perspective, I'm not sure Newcastle could have played this, played this any other way. As I said before the game, Callum Wilson is, is not Alexander Isaac. He's not going to run in behind defenders or, or sh- given, the, given the way the first goal came. Uh, shouldn't just be running in be behind defenders and troubling them with, with space and behind in that manner. And then without Joe Linton, um, Guimaraes has to sit a whole lot deeper. And, and if, if Callum Wilson, as a result, doesn't drop even deeper than he would naturally like to, there's a big gap between striker and midfield. So, inevitably, Newcastle have to have to sit deep and 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 try to, to break break when when they can. Um, but you get your goal early on. You, you sit back and, and you defend what you have. You, you don't take any any unnecessary chances. And it was a mistake that that caused the goal. And, and while you know Needham is making the point that um, Chelsea were probably more deserving, Dubravka made one save in the second half, or one save of, of, of any note mm. in, in in the second half um, un, until the until the goal comes. Um, so. I, you, you do feel for, for Newcastle, in, given how the game kind of played out, but um, you know this—it's 
been that kind of month for, for Kieran I think Trippier. it's where Newcastle are at the moment, if we're being honest, right? They got back on the front foot for a while there. They had that brilliant win against PSG uh, a few weeks ago, and it started to pick momentum, and then the injuries started to come one after the other, and then they've looked tired, they've had all these games, the Cup, the, the Champions League, back to the league. And when you've got your most reliable professional in the dressing room starting to make the kind of mistakes that are basic, mm. Everton, Tottenham, and now this big mistake in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal, I think that tells you the story. Because prior to uh, the month of December, Kieran Trippi probably had made lucky if he's made one mistake of any note all season and that's kind of where Newcastle are. But of course both goals came as a result of mistakes. Frank, were you swearing at the TV in French or English when Chelsea conceded that opening goal? No, because I, 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 I already know that football is made of mistakes and if you don't have any mistakes you, uh, you don't have any goals and it's part of it. It's just hard to have a convincing analysis about that game where it's all about mistakes. It's all about not being convincing. It's all about being clumsy. And uh, I, I tried to, to think while the guys were talking, you know, what, what I could say else about what I saw. I'm not convinced about the two teams. Uh, Chelsea had more chances to score, but we all know, and it became like kind of an habit, like as they concede a goal, it's over. So you cannot be resentful to Badia Shield. He tried to get away, should have given the ball to the goalkeeper. He tried something, misses it, he's part of it. Forget about it, try something else. But the game of a Chelsea game is so slow that even if there are chances, we all know that something wrong is going to happen and they would never score. And it's what happened in the first half. Um, Newcastle was, I have to say, for me, kind of appalling today. Um, horrendous, I would say. They had that chance and they scored the goal, but otherwise nothing. They were clumsy as well. Amirod made a huge mistake, and with the guys, you know, at the end where he should have kept the ball. And after, I know I've, I have some sympathy for, for Trippier because, I mean, it happens like two times to him. And how, anyhow, can ask him to shoot a penalty when psychologically the guy is completely upside down? I don't understand that. He should have said, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no you don't. I don't want you to go for, for even the worst. If what happened? It's going to be terrible for him in the dressing room right now and when he got on his way back to to Newcastle you know you make the mistake you're the guy who missed the penalty even if you are one of the top uh, player in your position and uh, an international players you're going to start wondering about what's going wrong with you and uh, I think Badiashi will have e an easy time to forget about it because Chelsea won but for Trippier it's becoming quite heavy uh, obviously, he, he said he'd take the penalty for redemption, Nate. And when he was walking up before the penalty, before it was the penalty uh, takers were assigned, could you sense that? So, Kieran Tripp is, is great from a dead ball position. And he's good enough to be able to score a penalty. I think the fact that he missed the target was the biggest shock for me. And I understand what Frank's saying, because his mind isn't in a great place. But for some people, they want to try and break that by doing something positive. And he, this was his opportunity to do so. So, I'm, you know, I'm devastated for him. And I think all the guys know they've played, or just people who just played in general, you can make mistakes, but it's when those mistakes lead to goals that you really start to cast sort of doubts over yourself. And with Kieran himself, the mistakes he's made recently, you can see it's little elements of the indecision, whereas normally he's one of the most convicted players. He knows exactly what he wants to do, whether it's to pass short, to pass long, to go and make a tackle, to take a step back. But unfortunately, in some of these key moments, he's just caught in between stalls now. And even for the penalty, I, if, if he was going to miss a penalty, I would not think he's going to miss the target. That's how good a player he is, and I thought he's still going to score. So I'm devastated for him. I'm sure he's got it for himself and for his teammates, and he's just going to have to try and find a way to get through this. But the only way to do that is just to approach the challenge head on, in my opinion. Just, would, would you just, have taken just, it, just quickly before we go to Ian, uh, the mindset of a uh, and, and mm. it's a, let's be honest, it was a big game. It's Carabao Cup quarter final. Kieran Trippier will get over it, right? He's played in the World Cup semi final. Right, he's made mistakes before in his career. He'll get over it. But here's the mindset of an experienced player who is one of the best, as, as the guys mentioned, one of the best dead ball takers in the game from free kicks. We know he's a very good striker of the football. But the mindset is of a senior player. Right, I've made a big mistake. Do I shirk my responsibility right. and send up somebody else who's less experienced and we get put out and then actually the coach journey back to Newcastle is worse? 
If your team got put out and you've sat back and you did not have the stomach to get up and take it. And that's the mindset of an experienced player. Yes, he's missed it, hindsight and all that. But if he had if he had said to them, oh, I'd you know, I buckled here, then he would have felt worse. So he had to step up as one of the main guys. To, to that point, if Kieran Trippier is asked to take a penalty and he says, no, I don't want it, I have more questions of Kieran Correct. Trippier. I have an issue with Eddie Howe in sending him to take the penalty. I think this is when Eddie Howe's manager says, Kieran, I'll keep you for six or seven or whatever it may be if it gets to if it gets a sudden death. Because you have to recognize that. Don't don't put it, don't give it to, to Kieran Trippier to make that decision. Because I, I'm sure I speak for every single one of us who've, who've played the game. You ask us to take a penalty, we'll take it. We will take it. But that this well, is where well, I've seen a few who who would, well, who would take a back step. I, I, I would. Let's speak to my, my own confidence from 12 yards out. But, to, 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 but the, the point being that most, play, most professionals right. will. They'll step up, they'll take the responsibility, they don't shake that. Uh, as I said before, as, as professionals we have sometimes a, a fatal sense of, of self-belief. Self that's when Eddie Howe needs to recognise that this is a player who's hurting, let me pull him back a little bit, let me have a quiet conversation with him. If it gets a sudden death, I convince him that this is when he gets his moment. But this is not about the penalty miss. It's about the mistake at the back post. Right. That's, yeah. that. Because that, anyone can miss a penalty. Yeah, yeah anyone. Can can miss yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I suppose you know, anybody can make a big mistake, but it, it really boils down to when you look at the game clock, the ball in, he wasn't under any pressure from Mudric. He could have done a couple of different things. The only thing that was going to kill him was the decision, was that? Is the decision that he made. Was to, not, was to nod it down. He could have nodded to the edge of the box, would have said, anywhere oh, it else. wasn't a very good clearance, but somebody then has to whip it in from 20 yards. Mm -hmm. He could have nodded it out for a corner, then you regroup. They could score from the, of course they could score from the corner, but at least you've done your job. The only thing he couldn't do was what he did, and that's what cost him. And why this is a big talking point, Ian, is of course because it isn't an anomaly, because what we've seen over recent weeks from the Englishman. Yeah, well, Gareth Southgate calls Kieran Trippier his soldier, doesn't he? The most reliable guy in the England camp. But I think, you know, all these injuries that Newcastle have had, and they've had the heartbreak of Europe, um, they're playing so much football. I think it's just a bit of mental tiredness for Trippier there. You know, I think he just, there was a moment of indecision. 99 times out of 100, he knows exactly how to deal with that situation. But there's indecision. He makes a wrong decision. Mudrick's equalised in stoppage time. And Chelsea have got the momentum. And, you know, to add to his horror story, he misses from the spot as well. But he's a great dead ball um, taker, isn't he? All the rest of the time, specialist at it. But just one of those nights. I wonder if this is a bit of a turning point for Chelsea as well, getting through to a semi-final and with Nkunku, who's going to be important, mm. back fit again. Uh, Naden, what was it like? You mentioned that the atmosphere is a little flat uh, in the first half. How did Mudrick's goal and then the penalty shootout victory uh, change that? They were bouncing, all the fans staying, they had that element of belief. And they were, as I said, they were really excited about seeing Nkunku, so when he came on, they were energised. And I think they kind of stuck with the players, because even though, you know, Shaka said, Dubravka only had to make one save in the second half. They were pushing, they were pushing, they were pushing. And as a consequence, they were believing in it. And I think some of that is obviously to do with the fact that Newcastle very much went onto the back foot. And I think there were a lot of moments in a game that did matter. I think seeing Anthony Gordon go off for Newcastle was a big part for them in terms of Newcastle being able to maybe hit them on the break. Because we've seen this season, you know, he's so good for them going that other way. So Newcastle were very much on the back foot. Chelsea were on the front foot. They were probing. They were creating opportunities. Little moments where they said, oh, just shoot and so on. But the fans were buying into it. And then when the penalties came by, the guys stepped up, they scored the first one with Cole Palmer. And the penalties that they put in, they were, you know, these were really good finishes. So they believed in it, they stayed, they hung around. And when the game was done, they very much celebrated together. The songs were playing, they were bouncing around, as I'm sure the guys will tell you about. And yeah, it could be a turning point in their season, or at least until we see the draw tomorrow, because who knows, they might get one of the tougher ones there. Uh, uh, Frank, as you love a dodgy decision, should Kai have been sent off? Uh, Keisido? Yes. Sorry? Yes. Keisido should be sent off? Yes. I would say yes, because oh. it's true that uh, the foot is very high on, his, on uh, Gordon's calf. To say that 
I wouldn't say he does, he does it on purpose. I don't know what he tries to do. It's insane for me. It's kind of stupid because he can't catch the ball. So why he tries to, to catch uh, uh, Gordon's calf? Yes, yes, overall, yeah, I would say at first sight, I would say no. But when you see the replay, you cannot avoid the fact that he cannot catch the ball, that he goes for contact and he goes for a bad one. So I would say yes. Like I would say that uh, Bruno Guimaraes at the end of the game deserves a red card. Uh, and of course, it's the last thing Eddie Howe needs, Ian. We don't know how serious the injury is, but Gordon, of course, coming off. Yeah, I know, and he's an important player as well. I mean, it's a nightmare what's happened to them, and they've just had to soldier through, and I think they've got a tough decision to make. You know, does Eddie Howe now give Trippier a rest? I mean, can he give him a rest? He's got burn fit. He could put Livramento right back and just say, just, just take a week out to recharge the batteries because something obviously is amiss with Trippier but it's just bad luck isn't it really if you're if the injuries mount up like that I, I don't know quite what you can do they can go in the market of course again in January and, and bolster again but um, it's, it's just a nightmare it's just hellish for them uh, we'll be getting uh, some reaction from Stamford Bridge a little bit later on in the show. Uh, hopefully we'll be chatting to both managers, uh, get their reflections on what we saw. Of course, Chelsea turning it around late on as they are through to the semi-finals. Newcastle United out. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Manchester City are through to this year's Club World Cup final after defeating Iran Weds by three goals to nail be an own goal just before the break that would give Pep Guardiola's side the lead and then nice strike from Kovacic and Bernardo Silva would guarantee their place in the final with a 3-0 victory. Uh, Nadem, do you care? Oh, of course I care. Of course I care, Dad. Of course I can. This is amazing. It's one of the greatest games in the club's history. I'm so happy they're in this final. I'd be so proud of the football club should they win it as well. Just so that Craig can be really unhappy and upset about it. This is my time of the year. This is it. Yeah, literally. They kept a clean sheet. They kept a clean sheet. I'm looking forward to it. I hope they can be on the show as well. It's an incredible, incredible. I'm so so honoured to be on the show discussing uh, this game, which I didn't see. Oh no! But hopefully they do well in the week. Uh, whatever the game, game is, everything's all right. So yeah. a big game for you. I would imagine for Urawa Red. Can we call them Sahamir? Can we call them Sahamir? I don't make, Can we make Sahamir? I would imagine for them, you know, bearing in mind the playing is Japan, isn't it? The playing in Japan. Obviously, don't follow the Japanese league <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, I'd imagine for them, it's probably a bigger game rather than for you know for us and for Man City. Certainly for me, glorified <laughs> friendly, nothing more. But bear in mind, this was to get to the Club World Cup final. Yeah, Pep says it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to go back again, would you? <laughs> uh, you know, unless the weather's good. <laughs> and uh, what did they have? I read a stat, they, they're expected goals, which I don't really care for anyway, yes. not point, not seven. Yeah. But I read another stat, it was like somewhere else. There was no shots 
on target. Yes. No shots at goal. So I don't know where they get the knock point, not seven. <laughs> Even Crystal Palace. We're talking about Man City. Nadim's team can hardly <laughs> keep a clean sheet. And your Rava Reds have done it. Are can right? they play in the Premier League? Because that'll get Man City three points. Uh, Ian, do you care? <laughs> Uh, not too much, to be honest with you. And, and the good news, of course, is yes, they're planning to expand it, aren't they? Yes. So yes. A, big, yeah. a bigger tournament still. And, you know, who's going to play in it? A team's going to play their first teamers in the middle of summer? I doubt it. Uh, Frank, would you like to add anything? No, you only care if you're a football player and you have the chance to play that final. You can get another title care. in your resume. Or if you're, if you're a football, if you're a football fan, Otherwise, yeah, you don't care. So guess what? Just a quick one. Just guess what? (laughs) No, no, no. no. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Well, hold on. You've had your say. Euro 24 is coming up. Euro 2024. Yes, it is. Right? Yes. World Cup 2026. Yep. Right? Yep. When are the players going to get a rest? 2025. Yep. But now it's going to be a... Club World Cup, a club, thirty odd, yeah, thirty-five million teams all try to play each other. I mean, seriously. Yeah. When players are already talking about all these games, look at Newcastle today. Look at the injuries. Yeah. And there's FIFA. FIFA care not about what the players want. All they care about is the dough, the money, right? Boneheads, a lot of them. Uh, so, so the final uh, we'll see uh, are we covering that Club World Cup uh, I might have to change my no, tune no, we're good. <laughs> uh, City take on Fluminense that is on Friday so that's not the most that's exciting. why I'm off Friday and that's not the most exciting thing in the world neither uh, was the Champions League draw Craig you're off yesterday would you like to say anything about this well actually I took a different uh, view to you boys on the uh, on, on the show yesterday I thought you were very negative about it oh really what positive spin would you like to put on this well, you know, what a great opportunity for uh, a small team like Copenhagen to play the winners Wait, last year. Right. Right. Well, like you roll the Reds. It's a nice opportunity for them. Yeah, and they stuffed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, the PSG Real Sociedad thing, I think it's quite a good story because Sociedad... Hold on, what's wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? It's a terrible draw. Look I at it. it. You did not like it. Is Craig advocating for growing the game here? I have no idea. I mean, I thought you guys were really down on it yesterday. Oh, really? I was sat at home. Granted, I'd had a couple of beers by this time. (laughs) Oh, he was excited. Switched the show on. (laughs) And I was like... What a treat. Yesterday, I quite liked this draw. About 6.30 when you rolled the graphic in. Right. Kind of changed my mind now. Ian, I suppose, like, if we had to put one spin on it, if everyone wins who should win, the quarterfinal, semi-final, final, going to be brilliant. Yeah, but football's exactly. not like that, is it? Oh, I'm it, trying it to be positive, Ian, about the draw. You want to win, wins. <laughs> I quite like that Leipzig-Real Madrid tie. I've, I've seen Leipzig a couple of times. They're quite useful. So, yeah, that, that, that's good. It could be a more glamorous draw. You're right. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Who interrupted me then? Was that Nadem or Frank? Oh, that was me. Oh, uh, yes. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, who Sorry, interrupted me? Oh yeah, but I I met some uh, Paris Saint-Germain fans. They were absolutely delighted to play against Real Sociedad, saying how lucky we are to to play against a small team. I say, well, I, you, have you ever watched Real Sociedad? Mm. I don't think it's an easy task to uh, to par- for Paris Saint-Germain. So it's going to be hard for Paris Saint-Germain. And I I I'm happy with the draw, just for the reason you said after the quarterfinal will be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, not not if it goes a little bit wishy-washy. <laughs> I understand that, but in oh, theory, you might not get your wish, elitist. <laughs> well, no, last year was rubbish, though, wasn't it? I can't remember last year. Well, last I, year I live in the moment, oh, I, I don't yeah, look. I back. know, I know. It could upset the Italians because remember it was Inter Milan, Inter played Porto, Inter played Benfica. But, it, like, but I tell you, for that reason, the arrogance coming out of Paris, it will be an even bigger blow. Uh, Real Sociedad put them out and by the way we've seen quite a bit of them covering La Liga yeah, of course. They, they're better than where, they're, where they are in, in, in uh, La Liga in 6th position yes. they're a much better side than that and PSG are no great shakes no great shakes whatsoever no. uh, I enjoyed the draw oh good right yes uh, Nadam would you like to add anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, just, just in case you didn't know Dan 
this Copenhagen tie is a great tie for me because I actually scored against them in the UEFA Cup oh, way back when. So yeah, I'm delighted to still get a chance to beat them again. Wow, bring up that. That's <laughs> <laughs> making it about hey. me. Well, I'm going to make it. Then I'll get a couple of them on my uh, dream draw. I think I did. I, know, I wasn't paying much attention. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it was better than that one. Oh, there we go. Uh, Ian, Leipzig, Real Madrid, you like? Is that your favourite one? Yeah, I think it's a good draw. But hey, look, you know, you can ridicule it, but it is the Champions League round of 16. I mean, Craig's right what he says about oh. Real Sociedad. They are a dangerous side. I carry, uh, covered Paris Saint-Germain against Dortmund last week. That game could have ended 5-5. I mean, they were lethal in attack. Paris Saint-Germain, when Mbappe and others had the ball and you know, um, Colin pace was electrifying in the game. So they're going to score goals, but I don't like their defence at all. I don't fancy them to win it, but that is an intriguing guy because Real Sociedad could be just one of those sides everybody's underrating. And I wonder if there might be a couple of others as well in there. Um, you know, Napoli-Barcelona there at the bottom. Didn't Napoli knock Barcelona out of a European tie a couple of seasons ago yes they did so um you know there's storylines everywhere because it's the champions league yes yeah plenty of subplots as there are of course in the premier league at the moment it looks to be one of the tightest race for years well certainly when you consider the number of people involved in it at this stage of the season arsenal one point clear of liverpool Villa sitting, of course, on 38 points as well. City at 6 to 5. Nathan, where have you, have you on since uh, City blew it against Palace? I keep blowing it against everybody else. Are you still confident they're going to win the league? Uh, <laughs> well said. I like what you did there. Uh, you know, we know they can get better. I think that's one of the things that sort of keeps them in line with this sort of title charge. But for them to be this far off the top is significant, especially when there are three other teams, you know, they're ahead of them at this moment in time. I think that's what makes this race particularly intriguing. We've seen the upside of Villa, we've seen the upside of Liverpool, we've seen the upside of Arsenal. And it feels like it's going to be very, very tough and very tight up there. It doesn't feel like a year where one of those sides is going to win five, six, seven games in a row, you know, home and away. So I think it's interesting. I think City's next game after they come back from the Club World Cup being away at Everton, I think that is one hell of an introduction back to Premier League football. So I think I'll probably be able to gauge where they're at more so by how they respond to that game rather than, say, essentially what other teams are doing right now. It's brilliant, isn't it, Ian? Well, not City being it's rubbish, but just overall. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know, especially Aston Villa, because, you know, who would have thought they'd be up there, you know, in the top three and four at this stage of the season? The team I like the look of most at this stage, and I stress at this stage, is Arsenal. I think they're making the least mistakes. They look really impressive. You know, Rice has made a massive difference. He's one big reason why they're better than last season, in my view. City, I think, you know, there's a reason teams, no team in the history, you know, pre-Premier League, now the Premier League, has ever won the title four times in a row. And I just don't, I think they're making too many mistakes. They're having dead patches in games. They allowed Palace back in it. I think that was just indicative of what's been happening with them. So, yeah, they probably will stage a revival, but now they've got quite a lot to do. So, if I was an Arsenal fan, I think I'd be quietly optimistic that m this might just be their year. Uh, That'll be a big boost to the confidence though, won't it, City? Keeping a clean sheet against the Urawa Reds. Yes, all right, we've never done that bit. Nathan, uh, uh, <laughs> the concern obviously is, is that every time a team goes forward, it looks like they're going to score against City. How easy is that to address? <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say it's that sort of simple, to be honest, because as Craig just said, they just kept a clean sheet against Uara Red Diamond, so oh, respectfully, start. they are working on things. You see, they are getting better. But yeah, I think teams will have an element <laughs> of belief, and until the game's completely out of sight, you know, they'll push on. It's the same thing that, say, would happen with Spurs in recent weeks, where they take a lead, look like they're being dominant, but then the other side would come back in and get a result. So I think, as, um, as Ian said there, it's mistakes, and for me, when I see teams making mistakes, I feel like that's something that those individuals and as a collective they'll try and overcome. And then from there, performances will become better. They'll be more clinical at the back, be more clinical in midfield and up front. So I think the best is yet to come as opposed to this being a standard that I think they'll have for the rest of the season. Uh, name you Anfield for us tomorrow? Yeah, man. The Liverpoolians love me. I oh, can't yes. wait to get over there, Dan. Cannot oh, wait. Oh, what a lovely treat that will be. Jürgen's uh, waiting on him. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, That's yes. where it all happened last time, wasn't it? Mm.
used to play. Get my little nib. Yeah, bag. see, I'll get that video out. Uh, Scored against okay, Copenhagen. Okay, Everyone remembers it. Uh, Nathan, we'll let you uh, go wherever you need to go. Where are you going now? Are you going to you stay in London and go up to Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. Oh, that's Busy lovely. man. Right. Take Kings care, guys. Well, yes. We could get a private car. We're looking at the time. Yep. Last train's gone north. Right. Uh, Trust me. When did you go on the train? You used to train a lot? Yes. Really? Yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, Nathan, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Ian and Frank will be with us for extra time. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't answer that. Uh, you two, extra time. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. According to the bookies, it will be Liverpool. Uh, West Ham, big outsiders going into this tie. Is that fair, Shay? Yeah, it will. If, if Liverpool put out a full-strength team, yeah, that, that, that's about fair. If they don't, which I'm not sure I expect them to, especially after West Ham knocked out Arsenal previously, they'll, they'll be up for this. Yeah, Liverpool aren't going to play a full-strength oh, side. They'll be they got Arsenal at the weekend. Bit of a hybrid again, some, some starting eleven, some bench players that got some injuries. Uh, do you play Nunez to give him a bit of oomph? Yeah. I, I do, what is it, no goals in 10, ten or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Lucky to stay on the field at the weekend. I, people might disagree with that, but if, we're, if, if Michael Oliver is applying the laws that he did to Diego Dallo, then being booked for kicking the ball away and then applauding the referee directly after it meant he should have been red carded. Mm. So he needs to get his head back in the game, both in terms of his discipline, his mindset, and more importantly, his goal scoring. So, so I would play him, but I would imagine David Moyes will go strong with West Ham. For them, we know the way they'll play it. It'll suit their game. They'll sit in, they'll try and just soak up as much pressure as they can, and they'll try and hit on the counter-attack. They actually do it as well as anybody in the Premier League in terms of, you know, they don't play in the front foot like most of the big guys. So if you're looking at a side that sometimes frustrates the fans by the way they play, but actually it's been very successful from top their European group again. Mm. They're in the top half of the Premier League. They're in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. It's not always the prettiest football. But they know how to game manage most games. They didn't have a particularly good game against Fulham recently, I think it was. But that apart, it's going to be a tough game for Liverpool. Particularly if he plays aside with five or six regulars out, which I, I think he will. It's intriguing, isn't it, Shaq, for a, a number of reasons. The, one of the main ones being, you win this game, you're only one step away from Wembley. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I, I think there's just so much at stake, especially for clubs like West Ham, who aren't used to in, enjoying this kind of run, certainly domestically, I still refer to them as reigning European champions. But um, getting lifting domestic silverware, I, I think, is huge. And, and you're right, you get to this stage, semi-finals and, and final to go um, and, and you feel you can match anybody on, on the day and, and um, it's a big opportunity for West Ham. It's an intriguing tie Ian. It is and I think, you know, I think West Ham have won seven of their last nine as Craig said they, they have that 5 nil reverse when they were tired I think at Fulham but they've got a bit more of an X factor now. Lucas Paqueta is a really classy flair player and Mohamed Kudus has been brilliant. <laughs> 
since arriving from Ajax. So they've got plenty, I think, West Ham, and they're capable, if Liverpool haven't got a full-strength side out, of making that interesting. Frank, if you're a Liverpool player, do you want to play tomorrow? Uh, yeah, because it's a big game, because it's going to be a full crowd, because you play against a Premier League team, and uh, and you know that some, it's something you can get at the end, it's uh, that silverware. I mean, winning a, um, a Carabao Cup is still important for players, so you want to be involved. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, w they are professional players, and as a professional player, you want to play every game. You want to be involved, you want to be part of it. It's your faith. It's what you want to be in, and uh, I think all players are thinking like that way. Big surprise in La Liga on Tuesday as we saw Atletico Madrid drop points at home for the first time this season. They were down to 10 men for much of the game after Savage picked up two yellow cards quickly uh, from kickoff. Atletico would be 3-1 up. It looked like they would get the victory. However, two late goals for Getafe means the spoils are shed and it means the distance could widen between them and Girona and Real Madrid, who of course are still yet to play this week. Craig, we talked so much about Atletico being title contenders, haven't we? These sort of results, losing against Atletico Club, certainly yeah. make you question that. Well, yeah, and, and we thought, yeah, look, they're a little bit scratchy away from home, but they've been so good at home, they'll keep it going. But the last couple of weeks, with the results that Real Madrid, and particularly Girona, have been getting, it just feels now that Atletico are playing their way out of this, this title race. And I think that puts somewhat pressure on a manager who I believe has got another new contract, is getting paid a fortune. Mm -hmm. They are still in the Champions League at the moment. But they had to expect to be in this title race. Now, listen, they might, they might turn it around, put a 10-12 game winning streak together and the others might fold and maybe they are, but it doesn't look like it at the moment. And I think when you see Girona up there, whose budget will be minuscule compared to the others around them, but particularly Atletico Madrid, then that's really disappointing from their perspective. And 3-1 up, 3-1 up at home and you can't see it out, it is poor. I, I personally think that they are, I, well, I was listening to you guys yesterday, I think unfortunately for us, is, is, you know, it's a two-horse race now, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think Barca or Atleti are consistent enough. Do you agree, Ian? I'll tell you what I love about the whole of La Liga, Girona, this season, you know, that 4-2 win against Barcelona, Brilliant. I think that was like a, a Leicester City moment. I remember when Leicester City won the title, everybody said, oh, they'll fold. They won't do it. They went to Manchester City and won 3-1 and everybody sat up and said, you know what? They just might. Well, I just wonder if that was the moment with Girona. So I hope they carry on up there as long as possible because it's a wonderful unexpected story and sport and football needs that. Most definitely and of course in Germany meanwhile when you think about the title race there you always associate it with Borussia Dortmund they have been dropping points uh, a lot of late, more today uh, just a reminder in La Liga then we've got three games here on Wednesday four on Thursday including Alaves against Real Madrid 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships your skills your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back to our feature game. Chelsea won, Newcastle United won. Let's get some reaction now. Alexis caught up with Mauricio Pochettino. But first, let's hear from Eddie Howe. 
Eddie, I know penalties is always such a crushing way to exit a cup, but you guys slayed Manchester City, you slayed Manchester United at Old Trafford, almost slayed Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Surely there's still a lot of positives to take from just the Carabao Cup overall for you guys. Yeah, I think there is. It's very difficult to see that in this moment, in this second, because we're just dealing with the, the defeat and trying to digest it, really. Sort of had one foot in the next round. We were so close and we defended so well and given uh, everything physically and mentally to the game. But uh, it's never over till it's over and, um, yeah, a cruel way to lose. Well, you spoke about Kieran and obviously he's had a couple of difficult matches, but one of the lovely things too after the missed penalty, you know, Bruno went right up to him, you know, and kind of embraced him. Does that pretty much speak to the, the kind of community, the family that you guys have that shows that he's exactly where he needs to be to have the support around him in this time? Yeah, it does. And I thought it was a great touch from Bruno. I think we um, pride ourselves on having a team spirit and a togetherness um, that is really, really special and I do genuinely believe we have that this season and we had it last season and it's those bonds and those friendships that when someone's down we need to pick them up and we protect them and um, Kieran's been, I said before so many times, the catalyst behind our success. He really transformed, he was a transformative signing um, and uh, the players absolutely love him. Mauricio, congratulations. Um, what a performance, two minutes away from being eliminated to now winning on penalties. Um, roller coaster of emotions. How proud of your boys are you? I am so proud, so pleased. I think they deserve full credit. And, uh, so really, really pleased because the performance was really good and was complete and fair to be eliminated in, in this type of games. No, But... Uh, uh, even if you deserve, I think keep believing until to the end is the most important thing in football uh, and football. And we keep believing until to the end. That is why we score and draw the game. And then, in penalties, always is a lottery, but also is a is a quality and talent and be relaxed and and to have a keeper that today was great and safe uh, the the on the end the the key penalty. Now, overall, there's always a lot of football to play in the year, but how much of a priority now does this cup become for you considering semi-finals? No, I think, the, I, think I, I told you all before the start of the season that it's going to be a priority for us, the, the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, and of course the Premier League. And we are showing that we care about this competition and we want to be through, and now we are through on the semi-final and we need to, yes, now to be focusing in the next uh, Premier League games. And of course, tomorrow we are going to see the draw and see uh, our opponent, but uh, it's really important for us to be in, in the semi-final and because I see the motivation and then not only this, if, if not that we are improving and we are doing well and that is, is really important because we are a young squad and, and we need to keep uh, moving forward. And we finally got to see the first glimpses of Nkunku. I'm sure the fans were so excited to hear him. There was a loud roar. Uh, for you, just how much of a roar or what are your expectations of him in, in your master plan? No, I think the expectation is massive, but I think we need to keep the expectation a little bit down because I think he's, he needs to feel like today, score his first goal like well, by penalty, but I think it's important for him and, and I start to feel the competition in England. I think after five months, six months, that was injured is not easy and yes, this type of game uh, are good for him, but in the same time, uh, he needs the team to help. Um, and of course, I think we are going to give time uh, day by day and game by day, sometimes to uh, accumulate minutes to, to be in the level that we expect. But at the moment, he's, uh, he's, from, he's only at the beginning and he needs to build his, uh, his best form. So we've got three teams in the semi-final draw. We'll know the fourth by the end of tomorrow. Liverpool taking on West Ham. Our coverage will begin here at 2.30 Eastern on Plus. Fantastic. What a day. Oh, beautiful. But hey, there's still more to come, Craig. Oh, what a treat. You're our Reds. Uh, <laughs> you're our Reds. I don't know why you keep trying to say it. Uh, Japan's uh, finest. Frank and Ian will be back with us, Craig. Japan's finest. You're so home. Pop World Craig. Cup. Semi-finalist. Yes. Stick it up your jumper. Extra time. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Nonsense. I'm still on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh. Hello and welcome oh. to the latest edition of Extra ah. Time. Craig is here. Chaka as well. I'm here. Craig's in Club World Cup mood. Very excited. Oh, it's magnificent. Yeah. What a day. Beautiful. Oh, good. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Sat down. We are a bit, you know, we're just whatever. Right. Uh, one thing I didn't think I'd have to do today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was concentrate on the... Uh, what was he? Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Newcastle. Chelsea Newcastle. I was concentrating yep. that. Yeah. And there was a, a chap behind me. 
and I can hear this somebody gobbing away in the background. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's the MLS Super Draft, Craig. He had the MLS Super Draft up full booner, full yeah. bang, yes. speakers a lot, on yeah. his phone. <laughs> and, and why, Shaka, why were you so interested? Because my, my, my best friend's son was drafted. Oh, he was, Well, he was only drafted. Let's give him a shout out. And, oh, we and Frederick. There we go. Drafted, well, from Duke, drafted by Colorado, number two overall. Wow, fantastic. And not that it's any surprise. Similar to NFL money? Huh? Is it similar oh, yeah. to NFL but money? I'm, I'm, if I was his agent, it would be. I tell you <laughs> what, the interest you were taking in it, I was very you're, interested. Well, you're getting a cut. Uh, By the way, right. not that it'd be any surprise, but whoever it was chunting away in the background, right. they were talking the biggest amount of stuff I've ever good. Heard. You're replicating that well. Uh, Frank and Ian are with us as now. Frank has got, look at Frank has got his uh, Christmas turtleneck. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I bet there's got oh. a tag on the back. <laughs> oh, take, it back. take it back. Uh, Ian's here as well. Ian, do you have a busy Christmas, I imagine? Are you doing lots of games? Um, not that many, no. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> not this year. Uh, I've got, I've got a couple. I've got a couple of Premier League games I've got to cover over, over Christmas. As many as I want to be covering. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah, thing, yeah, that's it. It's, 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 I've spent too many Christmas evenings yeah. sitting there with a glass of sherry and trying to prepare notes on Crystal Palace or somebody. And I'm thinking this is pretty sad. Yes. And it is, isn't it? I uh, know, yeah. but it's well, you're a you step by, away. Come on, Ian. You're a commentator. They're all quite sad. Somebody said that's what commentators do. Travel and commentate. Oh, no. Commentate. Shaka, this is kind of for you. Do you remember the result of the last penalty shootout you were involved in? Um. Yeah, it was Liverpool, actually. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't didn't have any after that. Yeah. Don't be sad about it. I'm not sad. I was thinking. That's my thinking. That's my thinking face. Do you ever think, oh, I could have done that better? No. No? No. Really? Maybe you should. <laughs> uh, so, why? You should go back and do it? Well, well, no, it's call just... everybody up and say, let, let, <laughs> let me, let, oh, I'll, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. How's about today? Is there anything you could have done better today? <laughs> <laughs> so I can think of a few things. Uh, Frank, do you remember uh, your last penalty shootout? Yes, that was the last game of my career I would say and I was in Qatar uh, the Emir Cup and we lost in penalties against my former club the, the season before I played for Al Sadd and they won the uh, the uh, the Emir Cup and we lost on penalties I think we did nil nil and we we lost on the last penalty and that was the last kick of my career wow. because I uh, after that after that game I, I gave up my career so yes yes uh, a sad one are you over but, it um, I would say that uh, Oh, excuse me, I'm over it. Yeah, are you over it? Um, I was over it like five minutes after, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when well, you fine. check your bank account for all those millions. <laughs> Emir Cup. Yeah. Emir Cup. Emir. 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 What about you? Emir. 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 in the Club World Cup. I only, I've only ever taken, involved in one penalty shootout. It was Chelsea Millwall when I scored. I, I took, I think, the third one or the fourth. Right. I can't remember. And, you know, I scored against our colleague Casey. Against Casey, yeah. Casey Keller was in goal for Millwall and I planted it past him, not a problem. I've done it with my eyes closed. Oh. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> and we lost. Oh no. Not because of me, right. obviously. No, because other people. Some other standard. people. Understand. Other people let me down. Other numpties. I wouldn't call them that. <laughs> Ian, if I'm an aspiring commentator and ask you for advice how to do a penalty shootout, what would it be? Um I, I'm not equipped to give you advice about penalty shootouts. I've got a story about one. Oh. Don't ask me why, but there was a media event held at Wembley where we all played football on the famous turf at Wembley. It came to a penalty shootout and they said, do you want to take one? And I'm, I'm ashamed to say, I said, no, because I could never live the rest of my life saying I missed the penalty at Wembley. So <laughs> I chickened out of taking one. Come on, yeah. I did, I did. See, you did, I can imagine you doing that. Oh, oh he, he'd be all over it. I can, I can imagine you like, buckling in the oh, background. Yeah. Whimpering away like a, Definitely. Like a gigantic baby. 100 percent Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be sat with Ian. Oh yeah? Yeah, in the w- toilet. You, you would take one though. Well in that occasion you would, because it's fun. Yeah, you but you'd but take one and tell everybody about you'd it have to every get on day. The Trust me, from that penalty spot, yes. you'd have to get on the weights. Wow. It's a long you way out. It, you, you can move it up a little bit. <laughs> move it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one penalty that I took when I was young. The 
goalkeeper had to come off his line to pick it up. <laughs> you'll, never take, you'll never take one penalty. That was one penalty. That was it. <laughs> the goalkeeper. Oh, oh goodness. Poor Mullion. never recovered. Was this, oh, the, was this the local league inside their country? Uh, Slider country is Devon. I'm from Cornwall. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. That's disappointing. It's all part of the one. No. The one. Southerners. No, slightly xenophobic. Don't like that. Thank you. You're all tree talkers. Dr. Tree. Ian, it's already been a year since the Qatar World Cup. Why do we talk to tree? We talk to anything. There's no people down there. <laughs> All right, my tree, what are you doing there? Talk to walls and okay. bricks and cows right. and Let's, uh, go. sheep. God, shut Trees. him up. Uh, it's been a year since the World Cup in Qatar, Ian. What was your favourite yeah. game and moment? Oh, um, well, the, the, hey, look, the favourite game's the final, isn't yeah. it? What a game. Probably the best it? game of football ever played, wasn't it? That 4-3 final. Um, fantastic. So, well, 3-3, wasn't it? Penalty shooter, anyway. Um, Favourite moment? I think it was Argentina's second goal, which kind of started on the halfway way line, and it was all beautiful one-touch football with a perfect finish from, I think, Di Maria, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So that would be my moment. Shaka, a year ago? Already. Yeah, a year ago. Shaka was there, weren't you? Shaka? I was there. I most certainly was. I had a great seat. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> right over... Um, Loris's goal in the first half. Yeah. Uh, so all the action. Oh, I don't Actually, all but one goal scored in that goal. Okay. I was right there, Dan. Oh, yeah? Had you stayed awake for that one, unlike other games. Oh, I was awake all the way through, Dan. Right, good. Uh, Frank, how did you celebrate your correct prediction for the Liverpool against Manchester United football extravaganza? By texting me. Yeah, he texted you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he texted Ali as well. Texting everybody. Yeah. Texting everybody. <laughs> but you I didn't quite so get it right, Frank, because you said it was going to be 1-1. Yeah, okay, good, good. I said it was will be a draw, and I was the only one to say it was a draw. So I texted Ali. Of course, I texted Don. We said, Frank, how mad can you be to think that Liverpool's going to draw? Yeah. How mad can you be? And Ali, you know, all the kind of BSs that I heard, and, oh, uh, and also uh, Sebi predicting a 4 nil, you know, and everybody was against me. And, uh, well, I was just thrilled, you know, that for once I was happy. Yeah, some people were also mentioning my prediction about Denmark, Denmark <laughs> and, and, and Canada. Yeah, that yes. was a prediction yeah, against the semi-finals. That. That. So, you're like all forgiven. It's like a bitter Oscar speech, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone was against yeah, yeah. me, but no, that, I was that, right. That could, that is a Frank's, Frank's graphic for the... Uh, <laughs> World Cup in Qatar is def is up there with one of the great, one of the yes. great graphics. That's, that's a one-year anniversary we should be celebrating. How these teams are going to get to it. Um, Ian, what has happened to Trippier as of late with all the mistakes? Uh. Well, I, we touched on this in the programme tonight, didn't we? I mean, I, I put it down to he's mentally a bit jaded and probably physically jaded as well. You know, he's been probably one of the great signings in the Premier League era for £12 million. And like Eddie Howe said tonight, he's been an inspiration for Newcastle. But, you know, he had a horror story game against Everton recently. He had another one tonight. So, I mean, I guess it happens. You know, I'm, you're talking with three very good professional footballers, that, you know, on the show here tonight. And they, they would probably identify periods in their career where it just wouldn't happen. I think that's what's happening to Trippier. But he'll bounce back from it. Got a bounce back. Yeah. I've uh, got a question. Yes, sir. I've got a question for Ian. It's okay. got nothing to do with football. Alright. Ian, are you still doing any boxing commentary? No, no, I don't do any boxing commentary these days, Craig. Why do you ask? What the hell's happening? I bet you would this is my question for you. I bet you wouldn't like to be doing boxing commentary now. Oh, this has gone down a tangent. Where's all these YouTubers all of a sudden become boxers? Oh, wait, that's Tell me. Oh, yeah. yeah, old man. Shout to Cloud. Well, when not only did a YouTuber become dangerous. a boxer? Hey, if it makes money, then it doesn't matter, does it? These people are making a lot of money. There's a man there. He was at Mike Tyson. It does matter, Dan. Dan, it matters because it's not like seniors golf. You can get hurt in the ring. So people getting in the ring who can't do it are in danger. Hey, yeah, it's a very serious and valid point. Oh, it's I like, appreciate it. There we are. Well, you asked. Thank you. No, thank you very much. I'd get in the ring. Good. <laughs> I don't think I would, actually. No chance. Uh, Craig, do you think that Forrest sacking Steve Cooper is a good move? I don't know. Look, here's the, here's the problem. When you're in the championship and you have success, the chances are that success will lead to your demise. Not always, but there's a fair chance. 
And I remember my uncle George, who was manager at Ipswich for many years, saying at one point, they got to the playoff final, or the playoffs and the final, but I, I think four, four or five years in the trot before they actually got promoted. And he said to me once, I remember him saying to me, look, I don't mind getting to the playoffs. And if we don't get up, it's not a disaster because we're not ready. Right. We're not ready to go up there. And Forrest did great staying up in the first season. But I think the question you have to ask yourself with Steve Cooper, right, is this all on him or is this a very Chelsea light in terms of all those players that were getting signed? Do you know what I mean? So I, I think it was a real difficult position for him to be in. I, I firmly believe that that there's no way he was behind the, the amount of players that came in certainly last season. That to me smelt of people behind the scenes just, just basically handed them players. And I thought he did great to keep them up. But it's a business now and unfortunately they start panicking when any dimensions of relegation were. But, but listen, he'll walk back into another job, but unfortunately for him it'll be in the championship. Uh, Ian, what do you think? I think it's a horrendous decision. Uh, that guy is in love with Nottingham Forest. Good luck finding anybody who's going to be better than him. They would not be in the Premier League, but for Steve Cooper. And guess what? Yeah, they've had a bit of a bad run at the moment, but they're still five points clear of the drop. So, yeah, who are they going to get? Good luck with that. Frank, how difficult is it for strikers to learn to be offside? Uh, it worked on, is it worked on at all during training? Why has Chelsea forwards been so bad at it for so many years? Uh, it's a very good question, but I don't have the answer. I, know, I, I think it's, uh, it's all about how you feel the game, how you watch it, how, uh, how clever you can be to avoid being offside. And uh, when I went, most of the time you don't work that. You don't work that on the training sessions because you play seven a side game, you barely play the 11 against 11, and you don't pay attention to, uh, to offside. Um, I mean, you can be offside and, and cut offside, you know, by, because the defense played well. But when you're on the side and you, all, you see the, go, the, the game in front of you and you put yourself offside, you, you, you make a mistake. You make a big mistake for me. But uh, it's up to, uh, for example, uh, Jackson to, to be more careful or when, when he makes a run and make sure. I remember seeing Gianluca Vialli when I gave him an assist against Manchester United, running very flat alongside the defenders and waiting for the ball to come behind the defense to then turn and go to the goal. But you have to have that intelligence, that, yeah, that spirit, that feeling uh, uh, to avoid that. Defenders are very clever and they work on that defensively, but strikers they don't work on that, and uh, and they they easily being caught because they they don't do that work and they're thinking before making those runs. I think you find it was the run I made in that game that allowed the space for Gianluca to. Oh really? Yeah, of course. I just, I just took, aren't you great? I took a, I took a different. I'm not saying I played the ball. I did not no. play the ball. Bit of a lucky you, pass. You, you're the decoy. Bit of a lucky scoop from Frank over the top. Right. If memory serves me right, before Luca put it through Peter yeah. Michael's legs. I tell you who's never been caught offside and certainly weren't today. Your rubber reds. Oh, there we go. I never got that far up the field. Uh, never got that far <laughs> up the field. Your rubber reds. Never crossed the halfway line. Um, Jam do they uh, look at it in practice? What, not going across the halfway line? Yeah. It seems so. Because even Crystal Palace managed to cross the halfway line against City. Um, our producer wants to show this before we go. Let's put this up, shall we? What, is it a dog? <laughs> it's not a horse. Why would you show a dog? You can show anything. <laughs> what is it? A, a squash rack? A horse. A squash there rack? it is. Oh. I just want to say something about Luis Garcia, who had a terrible weekend with Barcelona, Atletico Madrid and yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, there we go. Just, Good. He doesn't give him a kick as well. He doesn't to the no, That's it, we're done. Thank you very much, Craig Chubb. Uh, ESPNC will be back uh, tomorrow. Craig and Shaq Hey, <laughs> one for the road. <laughs> you rower reds. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Craig. I'm going to go talk to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 